But are you willing to get uncomfortable? Are you ready for change? Hey, 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 what's up, what's up? Entrepreneurs on fire for Christ. We're gonna have a great episode today. I'm so excited. I just feel like the Holy Spirit is just, somehow he's just brought us together today. So, man, man. So this is um, this is a friend of mine. His name's Travis. And he actually produced my first song. So, I mean, talk about how cool is that, right? So, and uh, as we talk, you know, and I just, you know, we just need to give thanks. I'm going to pray us in real quick. And um, this is going to be a good time. So, Father, we just love you and we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. As your words say, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend, Lord God. I pray this will just be a blessing to anybody who's watching it. And that there won't be any technical difficulties or anything like that, Lord God. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So what I want to start off with today, um, we can just, Travis, we can just have no guitar for just a minute. And uh, one of the things that we like to do is we always start out with Thanksgiving. So what are you thankful for today? So um, Travis, what are you thankful for today? Well, I'm thankful that I have... A home. <laughs> I'm thankful that uh, I survived COVID. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thankful that uh, I have this beautiful studio to work in, and that things are slowly working, working yeah. out for me as far as music goes. So, music is what I'm most thankful for most of the time because I'm just always using it for God's glory. Yeah, Amen. The, I'm thankful um, that we connected, and you know, it's it's interesting because sometimes you know one of the things that I like to say. Um, I, it's not that I like to say it, but it's kind of just hitting my spirit every time I talk to somebody and stuff that we're kind of, you know, the name of the podcast is called Entrepreneurs on Fire for Christ. And really what we do a lot of times is just kind of light a fire. And, you know, you're a producer, you're a singer, you're a songwriter, you've been doing this for years and years and years, and you've been producing for other people too, and helping write songs and stuff. So it's just it's one of those things when I asked Travis, I'm like, hey, Travis, I want to have you on my show. You'd be great. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm not I'm not sure if I'm an entrepreneur, you know, and I'm like, dude, you, what do you mean you're not a, an entrepreneur? Excuse my language. You are an entrepreneur. You you charged me to produce my my song that's on Spotify. Right. I mean, how cool is that? That's my first song. So you I mean, you lit me on fire. And, and that's what we want to do as the body of Christ. We want to come in and we want to light other people on fire for the presence of God. And, you know, for just to get rid of all the distractions and stuff and just to come into the presence of God, that is one of the things that is, you know, as a worship leader myself, and, and you've been leading worship for a long time, that's the biggest blessing that we have the opportunity to come and worship before an almighty God. So, you know what, Travis, um, before we get started, actually, we're started. So we're just flowing and having fun. And if you're listening today, I just, you know, ask you today, what are you thankful for? Because the Bible says that we will enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving in our heart. We'll enter his courts with praise. So we just gave thanks. I'm so thankful um, for what God is doing and what he's done. And um, we're going to just enter in with a song. Travis got a song for us. All right. I'm just going to play part so. of the Graves in the Gardens. Amen. Yeah. Just start for us. We love you, God. Oh, there's nothing. Hmm. Oh, there's nothing mm. better 
Keep going, Travis. Come on. Mm. I feel the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You turn morning to dancing. We worship you, God. You give beauty for ashes. Oh, you turn shame into glory. You're the only one who cares. Oh, you turn graves into just enter into his presence let's sing that chorus one more time father we love you we worship you god oh there's nothing I feel for believers, you know, that, that, I mean, I feel for this world, you know, but believers that, that they've come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And even if you've given your life to God, but you haven't really entered into his presence and into having a life, you know, that is a life of worship because it's, there's something about the father's love. And when you can enter into that place and I just, I just sense the Holy spirit and I'm just, I'm thankful for that. So how cool is that? So so Travis, tell us, kind of just share a little bit about what's going on in your world and in your life. And, and um, is yeah, just share with us what's going on. I know I, I say I'm going to ask you specific questions and stuff, but um, um, yeah. So how about your favorite scripture? What's your favorite scripture? Favorite scripture. Um, I always go to, Romans is one of my favorite books because it's so theologically true and there's so much meat in it and it's just easy to, or not easy, it's complicated to get, but it's so straightforward at the same time. That's what I like about Paul. Um, but it's Romans 8.28, which is really popular, but I like 8.28 through 8.29. Um, it says, and we know for, that for those that love God, all things work together for good, for those who are mm-hmm. called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to, con- to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Nice, nice. I love that. So take us back to like a story because I mean, when you're standing on that promise, that's one that we stand on too. Um, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's hard to understand when you've gone through something and where you're at today and you, you know, when you're going through it, honestly, sometimes you just feel like you're just like worn out, drained. You feel like you're, you're a mess inside, but then you get on the other side of it and you're like, How, that, wow, that really if God didn't allow me to go through that, he wouldn't have been able to take me to where I'm at right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I even think of that like right now, I don't know how long it was, but it might've been nine months or something like that ago that we actually somehow God connected us and you, you did the backtrack for my song and stuff. And now it's published and it's on Spotify. And it's like, 
oh my gosh, how amazing is that? When you don't realize what's going on, how God's doing it, he never does it how you expect it. Yeah. You know, what is, take us back to uh, your journey and kind of how maybe you encountered a failure or something uh, or a time in your life. You can just share that story, you know, and how God yeah. worked into that. So um, I would say like experiencing failure was probably like the past two years of my life <laughs> and not really like failure. It's more of like a period of time that I went through of depression and darkness of mm. figuring out what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so basically a little backstory. I was, uh, I grew up uh, in North Carolina and then I went to college in South Carolina. I've been in South Carolina pretty much ever since, but I moved to upstate New York to work in a church for about five years. Um, so I was in a totally different culture. Um, everything worked out great. It was a pretty big church. I was at the main campus um, doing all the worship. And I did that for about five years and ended up leaving because of just some differences that we had as far as like methods and where we wanted to go. Nothing was like a spiritual difference as much as it was like I didn't agree with the method of where the church wanted to go as far as being seeker driven. I'm more of a send the church out kind of guy. Um, and that's just where yeah, I fit. deeper discipleship. Yeah. So that's kind of where I fit as a worship leader. And like I was working with huge teams of like 40. I had like 40 people on my team. I was wow. running a pretty big uh, program. And then uh, when I left that job and moved back home, nothing was working out. And I basically, um, there were some things that we disagreed on that led to some stress right at the end of it. So when I got out of that, like I was kind of burned by the church a little bit. So I actually like, I was still going to church, but I, I was like, I don't know if I want to go back into ministry. So, but I knew that's what God had me, wanted me to do. So ended up moving back to South Carolina. I started working in a church again of actually a friend of mine was the youth pastor at this church. And I actually used to lead worship here for the youth group. So I started uh, working there part-time and I was like, I'll come. Uh, they just lost their worship leader the day that I arrived in South Carolina. So that was really interesting how that worked out. So I started working there and um, I was like, I'm only going to come on part-time though. Like I'm not really interested in full-time because I need to heal myself because um, mm. I can't get burned out anymore right now. Um, so through this time of being part-time, going from these 40, 40 people on a team to like four or five <laughs> and having to rebuild everything, uh, it was just a part-time job. So the rest of my time was left. I didn't know what to do with my time. I was living with in-laws at the time. We were looking for a house and then we ended up building a house. We're in that house now. Things are slowly starting to turn around. But my wife, uh, my wife does accounting and uh, she does really well. So it gave me some time to figure out what I needed to do. Um, which is a luxury that a lot of people don't have. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, so basically, I've been in this place of what do I do outside mm -hmm. of um, my part-time job, which is great. Nothing's wrong with that. Um, but it's like when you're only working a part-time job and I'm doing well at it, but yet I have the rest of my life trying to figure out what do I do with my time. And so I started just that's how I met you. I got on Fiverr. I was like, well, let's, let's see how this works. <laughs> and I just started trying stuff. But at the time, like I was actually going through, um, like, uh, I was going through parts of depression. I've always, I've dealt with depression and stuff like that. I've been, you know, medication for that. I've been through counseling and stuff like that. So I'm not against any of that stuff. Um, but basically I went through this period of trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing, uh, feeling hopeless, feeling purposeless, 
uh, because I wasn't where I was. Because when I first started my job in New York, I was like, oh, everything's working out. Like everything's working out exactly like kind of like how I thought it might. Like I've got this huge stage. I've got all these people. I've got 2,000 people a weekend coming to this main campus. We're like a four campus church. Everything's working out. And then it all kind of fell apart. I was like, well, what was the point of that? So it kind of felt like a huge failure for me because I was like back to square one. What do I do with my life? Um, and I was just, I was really a hard person to deal with. You can ask my wife. <laughs> like I was just, when a man doesn't have much purpose and he doesn't have like a full in, full-time income, it's, it kind of weighs on you and you feel. Or a full-time ministry. Like if you're yeah. really that desire for God and you're, you, you have a ministry, man, it's like, you, you have no idea. You're just speaking to my heart right now. It's like, yeah, cause we've gone through some, some similar things as far as big ministry every week, people coming to our, you know, flying from all over the world into our classes, having ministry time. I'm leading worship. This is funny because we haven't even had this conversation and it's like going, I mean, and literally it was like in the world, God took our business and transitioned it into a ministry. Right. Mm -hmm. And from a financial standpoint, it was like, God was blessing us with like millions of dollars and we're sowing millions of dollars into the kingdom. And then God strips it all. And it's like, you have this season. So I want to encourage you because whatever it is that you're going through, God has ordained it. And the thing is, is when you do look back on it and you stand on those promises, what happens is, is I don't, I, I don't understand it all, but I mean, I, could you imagine, you know, uh, if you're going to, God's be conforming you into the image of his son little by little, at some point you're going to have to go to a cross. And at some point you're going to have a ministry and you're going to have followers and, and they're going to be healed because of your worship and all these different things, right? And then it's like it's like Jesus, right? When he had, he had followers, but then guess what? What happened? He went to a cross, yeah. right? And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the church that put him on the cross because the church is, you know, the body is the, the body of Christ. But it's like certain things in our perceptions of, you know, coming against or, or stripping or whatever that is, they put him on the cross, right? Yeah. But guess what happened on that third day? I just want to speak that to you right now, that there is a resurrection, you know what I mean? And what God took and, you know, however it works, it doesn't even matter, but he's the potter and we're the clay. And what are we to say to the potter? So I just want to encourage you because, I mean, I feel the Holy Spirit right now. And that was just like ministering to me because, you know, as a, as a worship leader too, you know, you want to be able to worship and you want to be used by God. So mm -hmm. I think the time when you take and you go to war and then you take a weapon, like say a sword, and then um, you take that sword and you set it down mm -hmm. because I want to use it for something different now, right? The word is living and powerful, sharpening it to a sword, but your life, that picture of worship as a weapon, right? Mm -hmm. And when he comes and he sets you apart and he crushes you, right? So that new wine can come when he crushes you so that that sword has a sharp edge on it. Now, when he crushes you to where you get away from religion and you get into relationship and you get away from what some of the stuff that you were taught and some of the stuff that you were, you know, all these different things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I didn't mean to take away from anything no, that you were saying. I just want to encourage you with that because man, I'm so glad God connected with us or connected us together. So. Um, yeah. So, Hey, so from there forward, where is like, there's a specific time. And I think you, you're going through this right now. I think, I mean, literally even after today, I think you're going to have something happen, but, um, something specifically with clarity, you know, like, it seems like you're fuzzy. You're kind of, for me, I'm, I still like squirrels. I like business blueprints. I like how to take over the world in Jesus name. You know, I mean, all of those different types of things, but it's like, 
I have to focus. And sometimes after I get out of the frustration, I get in the inner court, I get in prayer and worship, and then I'll, I have that aha moment. And God mm-hmm. gives me clarity about something, right? Mm-hmm. And he's usually shifting my perspective. Can you share with us something like that um, and yeah. how, yeah. Well, I feel like recently um, I've just, it's been, it's not like there's been like one moment where something happened. It was more of like a reoccurring theme keeps happening. It's reminding me of one thing more recently. It's like all coming to a head of uh, one thing that, so I tried, I know it sounds strange, but like last year I tried, I tried getting on social media and doing a little more music and trying to get myself out there. Cause I was like, what else have I got to do? And I did it for a short period of time. Nothing seemed to work out. I kind of gave it up. So I've never really, I have a hard time of staying on one thing and being consistent. Like I'm really on fire on one thing at a time. Like that's kind of been my personality. So I kind of had to force myself to stay on something. Um, and you can ask my wife about that. <laughs> like she'll, she'll be like, well, you're kind of obsessed about one thing at a time. <laughs> like I've got so can many. Can you get bored? Can you go to something else, right? I can do so many things. Like I'm like a jack of all trades. I do woodworking. I built the guitar that I was just playing. Like I've, I do renovations in houses. Like um, I'm just good with my hands. I just do about, about anything creative. Um, but basically recently, I've, it's been on my mind that consistency and patience are the two, two most important things to building anything. Um, and my thing is I've always coasted on my talent a lot of the time where I can just show up and people are like, oh, that was great. That was really good. But I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I know I could do better. Um, yeah. Even though other people are saying, well, that was really good. Well, I don't want to settle for just good enough anymore. Mm-hmm. And kind of my whole thing, um, I just basically got into this house a year year or so ago and um, put my studio together. And I was just like, I'm going to do as much as I can to uh, record and do what I can with all this gear that I have that most people don't have. So basically, um, I started this class uh, right at the beginning of the year. And it's with a secular producer. You've probably heard of Ryan Tedder from One Republic. Um, he's one of the biggest pop producers in the world. So I, I, I kind of took this class to learn some more, but more to see a process and to get myself held accountable to doing this continually on a, on a continual basis. So mm-hmm. I took this class. It was for one month and produced three songs. Um, it was kind of beginner level right. for me. I've been doing this forever, 10, 12 years <laughs> for peer interaction, letting people hear my stuff. Cause there was a, board of 20 people that I could share uh, my songs with and what I was working on. But it forced me to complete three full songs in three months. I'll be releasing those songs eventually. But basically, I was able to um, put myself on a time schedule, be dedicated, get the songs done. And I was amazed at how much I could actually accomplish when I just sat and just put the Mm -hmm. time in and did it. So that kind of was my moment of like, you can do this. You can just basically sit down every day and come up with something, um, mm-hmm. even if it's not that good. The key is you will get better the more you do something. Songwriting is one of those things. Everyone talks about inspiration when they write a song. Um, you don't always have to have the biggest inspiration in the world to write a good song. Now, it really does help. Um, but when you get that inspiration, it will be a much better inspiration that you'll be able to put on paper if you've been doing it every single day as a practice. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, one of the things I'm trying to do is I'm trying to write more, trying to produce more. I've actually been in the more producing mode lately, um, just creating stuff. Basically, you've seen what I've been doing online. Um, I'm basically doing covers right now because right now I'm just trying to build a following because I don't want to get ahead of myself and create all this stuff and just put it out there when I only have such a small fan base. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to build up that 
so where I can get to, you know, a couple thousand people that can listen to what I'm putting out. So then it doesn't feel like a waste when I put all this, when I put 60 hours into a song and then put it online, I've only got four people listening to it. Now I would have, you know, a couple thousand people. Right. It would start to listen to it. Yeah. So it's exciting to see the, um, the, the, the way God works, you know what I mean? And the way, the way really that God works with people too, because it's like you do everything that you can in your strength, you know what I mean? Um, to, so you can say literally, you know, Hey, I've done everything I can. Right. So you mm-hmm. do it as if you're trusting in yourself a little bit, but then it's like, yeah, you know, we need to have faith that we're trusting God to do it because it's weird because he always does it. You know, it's that one relationship really you know, I think of iron sharpening iron. It's really that one relationship in that one man uh, or woman or whatever that has the Holy Spirit. It might even be, unfortunately, it even might be, you know, um, somebody that's out in the world. You know what I mean? Like uh, with yeah. Joseph when he was in the pit and he went to Potiphar's house, all these different things. Right. It might even be somebody out in the world that puts you in the right position. Yeah. Right. In the position. Um, I'm just going to speak this out. It's and you know it already. This position is for to bring your music to the world, but not to bring your music to the world, to bring the world into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Your music doesn't mean shit. You don't, you know what I mean? I'm just saying without Christ in your life, without the Holy Spirit in your life, none of this crap matters. My programs, my stuff, what I'm doing, none of it matters unless it brings people into the presence of God, establishes a personal relationship with them. I could care less about the money. I know you could care less about the money, but hey, we need money to pay bills. We need money to be giving. You can't write that $10,000 check unless you have it, right? So anyways, that's, I just, I just love that. So it's going to be interesting to see how God transitions and stuff. And I, and I agree with exactly what you did that you were like, Hey, no, I need a coach. I need a mentor. The reason why we're doing what we're doing is because I didn't have a mentor in my life. Mm -hmm. And I finally found a mentor, one that had been through divorce, one that had ran businesses, one that had, you know what I mean? Gone Mm -hmm. through some stuff that, and it's actually my pastor. And I've been at the same church now for like 18 years. Wow. So, um, yeah, I just really believe that, that, um, um, it, it makes such a big difference. You know, one of the things that we talk about um, is uh, being in the word. The way you have a relationship with somebody is you, you're in the word of God. Like you, it, in order for us to have a relationship, we have to communicate, mm-hmm. right? In order for us to um, have a relationship with God, we have to hear from God. The way we do that is by reading the word of God, mm-hmm. right? And if you're set apart enough and all these different things and everything lines up right, you might hear the voice of God or the unctions in the spirit. But my point is, is, for a lot of us, right, we have to get rid of all the distractions and get in the Word of God ourselves. So we can, and then we have to have a prayer life, right? And that's how we walk in the Spirit, you know. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, you know, some of these people that's like, oh, I hear God just like He's talking to me right now. You do. <laughs> well, I've heard you say some things that don't sound like God to me. You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, you know, that sounds like the devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, the scriptures talk about, it says, because they have itchy ears, they heap up for themselves teachers. They turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside the fables. And you'll see a lot of coaches and mentors online that are never ran businesses and they're teaching business. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've it, you know, all these things that are, I mean, it's crazy. And then, oh, by the way, there's a cash app. You can donate. I mean, I mean, it gets nuts. And I'm of the prophetic. You know what I mean? I mean, good God, help us, Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyways, back to what I said was, I want to commend you on, you understood that you needed a coach. Mm-hmm. You understood 
and, and just the simplicity of if you're going to shoot baskets and you want to be the best, you find somebody that knows how to shoot baskets and that's the best. Mm-hmm. You don't go to the kid, you know, in the street and say, Hey, I want to be the best basketball player. And the kids only shot five baskets. Yeah. You go to Michael Jordan, you go to somebody, you know, that's really, really gifted at what they do and you get in their head, you learn the way they do it. So that's what you did. You went and said, Hey, I need a coach. I need a mentor. I need to set goals. And Habakkuk says, write the vision, right? You wrote the vision, make three songs. You're going to laugh when I tell you this. Okay. Because the last time I wrote down my vision, I put it on the wall. I could even show you the paper, right? And guess how many songs there was on there. I'm going to produce three songs and guess how many I produced two with you. <laughs> right. And actually the second one um, that, that we did, um, you know, I mixed the, the vocals and stuff here and my vocals in the, the first verse just suck. And I'm, I feel bad. So I got to go fix it. So, but I mean, but that's where it starts writing the vision and making it clear, you know, anything that we bring any area of our life that we bring the word of God into, it begins to change. It begins to transition. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So what's the one thing that you can do with endless energy? I already know this answer. <laughs> just, uh, too, so. just playing and recording. Actually, the funny thing is a lot of people will be like, don't you like performing? I'm like, yeah, but I'd honestly rather be in a studio creating constant. Like what I've, what I feel sorry for is when I see, you know, some of the biggest musicians in the world on stage and I'm like, you got to play this song every night. I get to go create new things every day. That's kind of like where I sit. Like, that's why I like working with other people because I'm like, well, if I run out of creative energy, I get to create off your stuff. Um, So basically... That's what I can do all the time. I can sit in this studio and just come up with sounds. I can sit here and follow through sounds for hours, um, just figuring out unique, unique sounds that I can put in my song. What I'm really big on right now is trying to figure out like, I like listening to pop music and hearing like the subtle details of the strange sound, strange sounds that you only hear every now and then and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what, how can I place a lot of that in my music? Like I just did a cover recently where there's this one part, it has this this line. I didn't know what it was, what the sound was. So I just sang it into the microphone, went into Melodon, which is an auto-tune type software, and basically raised it up like three octaves, put some reverb on it. And it sounds like an instrument and it's actually just my voice. And it's just one little two-second part. But it, it added something to the song that was like, that's what was in the record originally. So I like yeah. re- recreating songs is what I've been doing recently because it helps me understand how did this producer do that? Um, that's kind of, it's kind of like when you, when you learn guitar, you sit down and play, you know, Jimi Hendrix songs, you, you learn what other greats have done. Uh, so with producing, it's the same thing. You just recreate from scratch. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I've been working on lately is getting better at that. So like when you hear a lot of my songs, when I release them, you'll hear a lot of that type stuff. You'll hear recently I've been on an eighties kick lately. So a lot of my music sounds like eighties pop. (laughs) <laughs> which is really interesting. So it's it's got like the flanged guitars and stuff like that. So um, oh, it's, wow. it's really interesting. It's pretty cool when you can, like, I love to sing and I love that. But, it, you know, really for, for me, it's kind of like, I'm more like the evangelistic piece because mm-hmm. I like to kind of inspire and kind of get out there from that standpoint. I'm, I, I play guitar, I play drums, I play piano, but I mean we're going to play, probably play in G with a capo. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I can play in C minor and some of those different things, but I just, you know, I've never learned to read music. I can, you know, write songs a little bit and stuff, but yeah. it's amazing. Like when we wrote that song, I mean, I sent it to you. I just wrote the song, wrote it out, played the chords, and I stole the chords from somebody else that I liked the <laughs> rhythm. 
I ain't afraid to tell you. It was a. Hey, that's um, what I'm everybody does. God, right? I took. I'm like, man, I like that rhythm. I'm like, who is like the Lord, right? I'm like, yeah. And I got that. And I'm like, I, hey, right? Nothing's new under the sun, right? I think it's like either four or eight bars. You can't copy them longer than that, but you can copy within that, and you can be fine copyright wise. Oh, really? That's or hilarious. Like, that. like, like that's that. my one. That's one thing that uh, they said in the class. He was like, uh, he says. The greatest musicians steal from the greatest musicians. Yeah. He's like, that's how it works. He's like, stop thinking that you have to come up with the greatest idea no one's ever heard. He said, everything's been done. He said, Mm -hmm. study the people who've done it the best. He says, don't steal from the people that aren't on the top. (laughs) Hey, I want to, I want to just speak this out right now because you know, this pod, this podcast is a digital asset. It's going to be out there. It's going to be, it's being streamed to all platforms right now. And anybody that's listening or watches this, if you've written a song, right? And um, you've got chords to it or whatever, and you want to get a backtrack to it. What I did was I just literally played the guitar chords, typed out the music, and I sent it to Travis. And he actually engineered and put together all of the music for me. And then I actually, he showed me how to send him, you know, I sung into a microphone, I sent him the vocal, and he produced it and everything. So um, anyways, I'll just that's not a plug for me because I don't care. But the point is, is if you want to go on Spotify and listen to the song that he created for me, it's called Who is Like the Lord. And it's obviously by George Burns. And um, just listen to it. It's like amazing. And it's so professional. And I was so excited about that. There's so many people out there that have songs that they're creating. I had a girl actually just um, text me the other day. She, she said, you know, I know who you are because I went to school with your kids. She must have heard the song or something. She says, I have a bunch of songs I've written. I'd love to produce them with you. And I'm like, that was kind of cool. <laughs> no, but it's not that hard if you have the right people in place. Mm-hmm. Like, really, I mean, I, you know, I just pray for you that, that God will bring that right person, just like he brought that right person for me, which was you. Mm-hmm. God used you to give me a platform. Not that I was trying to get a platform, but the point is, is you know, he put it together. And it was like, bam, instantly, I got a song out there. How cool is that? You know, <laughs> and, and Travis, you just got to tell the audience because, you know, death and life's in the power of the tongue. You just got to speak it out right now. And, and when you come to Arizona and, and you have and you're doing worship here, you're putting on your. So what was the one thing that you promised me? <laughs> that, you, <laughs> that you could open. <laughs> I, tell you, I made a promise hey, that if you come to Phoenix and you're, you're doing your worship, and you're having a concert that I get to open for you. So we just got that on tape and you're a man out of your words. So I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> you got to get these guys to commit before they're, you know, they got too much of a platform. Anyways, <laughs> awesome. So if anybody is interested in um, getting a hold of Travis, um, go, I'm going to go ahead and put his information in the show notes. Is that cool? That they can like, reach out through Instagram or something like that mm-hmm. and um, check it out. So, okay, we got the lightning round and um, here we go. So I'm going to... All right, here we go. So are you ready for this? Are you ready yeah. for this? All right, so Travis, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You are an entrepreneur, young man. <laughs> Honestly, I would say uh, it's simple, but what everybody struggles with, a uh, fear of failure. I had this fear that I would put my music out there and nobody would listen to it, which I've kind of experienced. I think every musician has experienced that to some level, like where you get on Spotify and you're like, I have five listeners. And you're like, where's this going to go? But that's five people you didn't have before. And I'm trying to think of this in matters of growth and not uh, numbers. Right. Yeah. What's the best business advice you've ever had? Best business advice, probably what I've heard recently, just consistency and patience. Those are the two things 
that every business needs. You can't just go in and expect it. I always see these people that seem like they get success overnight, but that's actually a myth. These people have been putting in 10, 20 years into something, and then it seems to happen overnight. It's all about being ready for the opportunity when it presents itself. Mm, That's right. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? Personal habits. um, Something you do every day. Yeah. uh, I play music every day. Um, I, it, it doesn't matter if it's just singing, if it's playing guitar, if it's playing piano, I dedicate some kind of time to playing music, uh, or studying music. Really. Um, I'll listen to songs and actually study them. I don't listen to music for fun as much anymore, which is kind of depressing. I listen to it and it's like my analytical mind goes crazy. So I'm making sure I'm being fed that constantly. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, here we go. You guys are going to love this one. What's the best kept secret? I'd say in the music field, right? That you're willing to share something like a, you know, your best kept little like auto tune thing or something. Oh yeah. Uh, well, Melodyne is what I use for vocals all the time. It it tunes everything. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, you don't use Melodyne or auto tune unless you're, unless you're terrible. That's not true at all. Everybody on the planet like mark my words, we'll use auto-tune software. Before like 1994 or something like that, it wasn't available. Everybody uses it. If you don't use it, you sound out of tune because you're going up against everyone else. Um, that's one of the things. I would say that the I, actually, the one secret weapon, and it's not really a secret, but uh, this microphone that I'm using, uh, there's a company called Slate Digital, and this isn't a plug for them because I don't I don't represent them, but I will represent, I will say that they are the best company to get in touch with, to get into recording because for $15 a month, you can have all of their plugins. If you have a recording software, like Logic is what I use. Uh, It's like 200 bucks to get Logic. And if you get uh, Slate Digital for $15 a month and you get one of these microphones, this microphone, I think it's like $1,000. You can get it for $500 on sale uh, during Black Friday. Um, This mic models $20,000 microphones. Um, so basically that is the secret to great vocals is having a good vocal chain, good microphone and good plugins. I don't use tons of outboard gear, uh, because I was told actually in that class, like he has millions of dollars worth of gear and he says, you know what? It takes me too much time to plug in my guitar amp. It's $50,000 when I can just get it on my computer for 20 bucks. Like yeah. it's, it's so easy these days to have access to stuff. Well, sometimes simplicity is the key. Yeah. Well, it's not having too much. When you have too much stuff going on, you aren't as creative because you're trying to figure out what do I use next? Honestly, when you limit yourself and saying, today I'm going to focus on, I'm only going to play piano and guitar. That is it. You actually become more creative because you are trying to be creative with those things. Right. Um, So sometimes it's important to limit yourself to accomplish something. So Awesome. Awesome. So, all right, here we go. Last question. What is the book of the Bible that you're currently reading out of and have recently read out of this spoke life into your business? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been going through Genesis, really. Um, I've, I have a hard time going through the Old Testament. I'm really good at the New Testament. My, my wife loves the Old Testament, and I love the New Testament. It's not a competition. Like, I don't think one's better than the other. But, like, as far as my brain and the way it works, she likes stories, and I like uh like the straightforward theology because I was a theology student in college. So I've been going through Genesis. I just went through the the Abraham story of Abraham and Isaac. And the interesting thing about that story 
that people don't think about. They're like, oh, he was going to sacrifice his son. Well, actually, he knew that God was going to provide. Um, so he went in with full confidence, knowing that when I take my son up here to sacrifice, God's going to provide a way where this won't happen because he promised me something before. See, the thing mm -hmm. that with Abraham is he had a promise that God would provide, that God would uh, multiply uh, his offspring. So basically, the interesting thing about that is he went in with full confidence knowing that God wasn't going to actually have him kill his son. He actually had confidence that God was going to provide a way. He didn't know what that way would right. look like. And that's kind of the one thing that I wrote down kind of off this question was um, when I'm thinking about what I do for a living in my business, uh, basically, I can go in knowing with full confidence that I can't really fail because God's completely in control. Failure is just a temporary thing. And if you fail, it's part of God's plan, really, because he's in control. And if we're trusting him and know he has promised that he will... Um, develop us into who he wants us to be because he said he would do that if you become a christian he's going to finish that to the end so i have full confidence that no matter what i do whether i see it fail or not in my eyes it's not a failure to god because he's going to do something with it right um, and ultimately finish what he started when it goes back to romans and all things work together for good mm -hmm. and then it really goes back to the you know the life of christ when he came you know he went to that cross and he said at one point he was like, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Even though you feel like that. Yeah. Right. That God has get a, stuck in the feelings and emotions when the truth is right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's crazy. So man, there is a resurrection. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that is quickening you, Travis. It's the same power that's quickening me. It's the same power that is going to come and, and help, you know, the people that are dedicated to God and, and want to do it God's way. No, but unfortunately, he's like that 1159 God sometimes. He just comes right on time. And it's like, but I'm just, I'm very, very encouraged today. So um, to wrap it up, where can our viewers get a hold of you if they're thinking about producing a song? Yeah, uh, anywhere, basically. Um, I, basically, the main social media that I stay on uh, right now, I'm really getting into TikTok because it's mm -hmm. it's quick and easy. Um, well, I wouldn't say easy. Like, I actually put a lot of time into producing the short videos that I do. But I'm just doing music on there. You can contact me through there. You can contact me through Instagram, through Facebook. And I think you have all those links. I think right. so. Um, uh -huh. So basically any of those links, my email, um, basically any of those you can contact me through. And then we'll get in touch and I'll listen to your music and see what we can do. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll keep, we'll make sure we put all those links and everything into the show notes. So thanks again, Travis. Um, yeah. And what an awesome time. Again, Entrepreneurs on Fire for Christ. And you can find a bunch of resources at themasterspurpose.com where you can find a devotional, where you can read through the Bible with us each year. You can find um, scripture memory books that are free to download. You can find entrepreneurial course that actually the Holy Spirit just put it on my heart um, today to actually make that completely free and available to everybody. So um, we just want to empower the body of Christ to not only grow, go out and start and grow scale businesses, but to enter into the presence of God, uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit so they can do all that God has planned for their life. So amen. 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 Couple last words. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Let's do it. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you on the inside. Peace. All right. See you. Thank you.